hey, it's another episode of Hooray for Everything in a Tiff. And we're back. And we're black. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> we're like three quarters black. Actually, go. probably more. Here we go. Because of Jay's name, his last name, and his melanin. So we're probably like four fifths black. Actually, there's like a, a basketball player in the states. If you Google my name, yeah. he comes up. Or is he a wrestler, uh, college wrestler, or something like that? Is he black? Yep. Yep. Of well, course. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very black name. Yeah. So our returning guest, podcast favorite, <laughs> named after a boxer, but made for love. Floyd. Floyd. Kane. Thank you for having me back. It wasn't Great my idea. It was totally your idea. No, it wasn't. Was it? I thought we were looking at movies. I, and s- then I, I say and do a lot of things under a variety of influences. Okay, we were drunk. Yeah. We was were it, looking. Was there red syrup in your glass? Is that when my name came up? Yeah, me and Little Wayne. Syrup, for sure. Syrup. We were looking at the films that are coming in. We were drinking codeine on a Saturday. Tiff 2016. <laughs> I had a cold. And we saw... Under Mel's list of criteria, under who is involved in making the film, Floyd Kane involved as a producer. Amazing. In Gene of the Joneses. Yes. Movie Gene that's of the Joneses. Chock full of black ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chock full of black Sherry ladies. Sherry Shepard. Oh, yeah. Sherry Shepard. Nice. Michelle Hurst. <laughs> Woo! Oh. Back from her. Erica Ash. What? Incident. Homegirl Gloria Rubin. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, Toronto's own. Yeah. Scarborough Zone. Uh, yeah. What's Newmarket. a little girl? Newmarket. <laughs> Do you know her name? Oh we don't know her name. She's adorable, though. The she's cast adorable. photo, she's very cute in the cast yeah. photo. Play, playing her daughter. Yeah, it she's also... It kind of reminded me of Beyonce's, uh, the video when she's on the porch with all those black ladies. That's actually what the what the um, cast photo looks like on yeah. the website. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, interesting. And, I, and let's not forget Taylor Page. Oh, wow. And Mamadou, who's in The Get Down. Oh, the get down. Wow. Who Some great co- cross marketing opportunities yeah. there. Who, who in the get down? Um, I, I think Wait, you haven't, seen, I haven't seen the shows, but I think he's playing Grandmaster Flash. Oh. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. He's a very interesting face. I just, I just, I, I've sat back. I haven't watched it yet because I binged on Stranger Things. Yes. And uh, it's pretty intense, Stranger, or it gets intense. So I'm just like, I got to not watch how many hours of television back to back? I have been so disappointed by Netflix dramas. So I'm wondering, is Stranger Things a show to watch? It's really interesting because I was like, oh, th- the opening is like total Spielberg. But the touch of Stephen King. Touches, but it's a whole homage. A whole yeah, a whole it, the whole series is an homage to like 80s filmmakers and style and even the dialogue of like those teen like the Goonies and those sort of movies, and it's done. There's no wink to the audience, I don't think, but it's it's. I was really surprised by it. And Winona Ryder, who knew she could act that well? Mm. <laughs> We're gonna disagree on that. Yeah, I think no, she's I give kind of shrill and pitched yeah. at eleven. <laughs> but I did hear them uh, an explanation by the uh, the Duffer Brothers about the show. And actually, once I wish I'd known this before I watched it, but they said that the parents are in a um, are in a, a Spielberg film. And the kid, no, I'm going to screw this up. The teenagers are in a John Carpenter film. Okay. The parents are in a Stephen King film. Okay. And the kids are in a Steven Spielberg film. Interesting. Which kind of makes sense when yeah. you yeah, yeah. When yeah. you think oh about yeah. the, evi- the individual that tracks. Stories. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. that's w- that's interesting. No, I, I really, I really, Floyd, I think you did enjoy it. And it could only happen now because we have that vocabulary now of those movies. And uh, I thought they did it well. I mean, it's free and you have time on your hands. So. Yeah. So watch it and decide whether you like it or not. But I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. Oh. I really didn't. 
I mean, it was okay. It's but not my type. I'd, of I'd give it a six out of ten. Give it a eight. It's just different. I was just like, oh, that's different. Because immediately when I saw it, I was like, I don't want to watch this. And then yeah. as it went on, I was like, oh, this is different. I said the same thing, but I watched <laughs> it anyway because it was free and it was on my yeah. TV. Yeah. So and it's p- we have the TV going on in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I got distracted yeah. by sprinters. Two of us were staring at the, uh, at the TV. Yeah. There's and two uh, of us are engaged. Olympics are happening. Yeah. Uh, we, we did want to pose a question to the group about the Olympics. So... Oh. Previously on the Olympics, I was at Real Sports for reasons. I was with Americans. You wanted to spend a lot of money on a giant beer. (laughs) I wanted to drink a beer out of a glass that made me feel like a small child (laughs) or like a a Lilliputian. Yeah. Lilliputian. Yeah. And as I drank my giant beer, I watched a swimming event, which I don't normally watch. And I saw, because we were watching the Canadian channel. Everyone was very excited. Canadian girl clearly won. Like, it was on mute, was with other people, wasn't really paying attention. The Americans had actually asked for preseason football to be on one of the smaller <laughs> TVs, so we Kidding? weren't even focused there. Really? 100%. Oh 100%. I was with Americans. Uh. Yeah, they're from Arizona. Yeah. By way of somewhere that I think one of them would have actually maybe voted for Trump, Trump. except for the veterans thing. Apparently, Muslim veterans still trumps. Trump? Yeah. So... Any kind of veteran. Doesn't matter. Gold star family. Point, not the point. Point is, then I saw a Canadian girl like go swimming over to a black girl to hug her, and I thought, oh, that's nice. Was she second? Because, again, I had no sound. And then I realized, oh, they tied. They tied. And then I was like, I had a moment of I don't know who to be happier for. And then I was like, of course I know I'm happier for the black girl, (laughs) even though Canadian. So thoughts, and we'll start with Mel. Uh, Yeah, I actually... um, I posted, and I don't post a lot on Facebook, but I posted um, about uh, Simone, uh, I forget her last name, because there's Simone Biles and then Simone the Swimmer. Um, that, when I read the story, I actually teared up, and I was on the subway, I remember. No, streetcar, and tears started to roll down, down my eyes. Um, Simone Manuel. Yes. Manuel's are so hot right now. I believe she did get a tweet from Lynn Manuel. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah no, that, that actually touched me. I mean, she's not the first, uh, Penny isn't the first Canadian to win in a, a swimming competition. Um, but I was actually really, really touched by Simone's victory. Um, and if, you know, if gun to my head, I have to choose, that actually meant more to me. Um, I was very happy, though, uh, as that a Canadian won in, in a perfect world. The fact that a black woman and a Canadian woman tie, that makes it, and a black American woman and a, and a white uh, Canadian woman tie, makes me happy because I don't really, sure. I, don't, I don't have to choose. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. You're happy for both of them, but all parents have a favorite child. So, no, Floyd, I, Simone. moving on to you. Who were you more happy for? Simone Manuel or? Um, honestly, I was like, I, I, I mean, I was really. Would you like a waffle? I would, I would, I would, I would have to say that. I. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought she was. Did you want I some th- syrup with your waffle? <laughs> no, but I thought, I thought she was like really. She who? I thought, I thought it was great. Like Simone's reaction. To the fact that they had tied was amazing. And I just love the camaraderie between the way that, in typical Canadian style, the Canadian you come, came over, over yeah. Yeah. and gave her a big hug. Yeah. And it just was something where, you know, like, because the person who got bronze didn't come over and give her a hug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I just love that. Like, I, I wasn't even thinking about the significance of it. 
you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. culturally. Yeah, sure. See, I didn't know that she was first. I yeah. was just, I didn't remember seeing a black woman win in the pool before. So I know in that moment with the mute, without even knowing and sort of having to figure out things based on reaction, I just know who I was more happy for. But you actually had the data points. Well, and I, and I just was, I honestly. You were just I, happy. To me, I just was like, this is really cool. Yeah. And the only thing I, I only thought I did have was because I was watching it on CBC and I was thinking, why the fuck is CBC? They're all over the American girl. Yeah, yeah. The Canadian girl won. Oh. Penny won. Like, like they, but like it just was like the coverage was like, and I've been finding this as I've been watching CBC that they have not really been focusing on like even like the other day when. Like the the sprinters were running, Usain Bolt Bolt yeah. won, yeah. and it was all about him. I yeah. mean, Jamaicans are honorary yeah, Canadians I know, but it was anyway. All about him. I was like, yeah. guys, like, let's skew it a little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I always think because about it. I think about it in the same way that I think about it in like you know, like if BlackBerry were an American company, like there's no way. It we'd ever let it like be in this. Like it would not be on the verge of bankruptcy. Right. They wouldn't let it die ever. But isn't the worst part about American coverage is that you would not think there's any other nations competing except for America. Yeah. I actually like the fact that the person who won or the most interesting story is the one that gets focused. Yeah. Um, if you have one camera, you can only train it on one, one person. If I was a camera operator or the, or the director, I would have said, put the camera on Simone. And Penny's won a lot this Olympics. This isn't her first, this isn't her first medal. So um, to me, in a split just in a split second that would have been the story like that's the most compelling human interest story in the pool then yeah i i mean i agree with you but at the same time it's just it's like i do feel like there's that whole little brother thing that still happens with canada yeah versus the u.s and you can feel it in the way that cbc covers things which is that whole idea and i'm not saying it's a negative thing but it's that whole idea of fairness versus fuck fairness <laughs> let's just well, celebrate americans because we're gov- the greatest in the world yeah it's yeah. a government uh corporation right it's a, and just like make it propaganda make it canada like we don't really fund our athletes but look how well they do yeah like, regardless yeah. of having to work at home depot for yeah yeah it, whereas america they pump out this the machine of athletes you know they have a system already set up for you're going to the Olympics, and like yeah, I mean, well, the majority of our athletes train at uh, at U.S. U of T. at at U.S. colleges yeah. anyway, yeah. so it's oh, yeah, we yeah. know they've seen each other for yeah. years. Okay, so that's a good question. Look, no, how pro- let look how provocative that was. Let's pivot to Jay, since you have uh, less skin in this game, okay. pun intended. <laughs> Who would you, or in that moment, if you didn't know about it, or if you sort of read the article, which was a CBC article that, to your point, used Simone's name in it? Although I feel like that's some. Um, Link bait nonsense where yeah. everybody's trained now for their link and their for their make SEO a, make a title to have yeah. so even the CBC site has a Simone manual article like her name's in the title, but that yeah. helps their SEO. So I am mad at you. It's all about click, that search engine. Click click rate. <laughs> click segue to later for your distributor. Um, but back to you. Who are you more I happy I have for? To say the black girl or Canadian? Canadian. Girl? I'm always because we don't run it like. Eastern Europe had a system of like blood doping and this and like we're just like hey we'll train you know in the winter and in the summer and like and our athletes can compete. And ben, Johnson. ben Johnson. Okay, <laughs> so I, okay I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that came but up. But he's I'm the exception. He's not the rule. He, they just threw him under the bus. Like, are you trying to tell me 
Carl Lewis and all the Americans yes. like didn't for don't, sure, for they sure. just like made him the fall guy because it's just like yeah, watch 9.79 there's this uh, it's a documentary it's ESPN 30 for 30 all about uh, Ben Johnson's so it's called 9.79 and there's an asterisk so it's all about uh, Ben Johnson's time. Uh, time but they talk about Carl Lewis yeah. and they talk about how like most people in their like 20s don't wear braces and they talk about how you if you use human growth hormones it makes your teeth loose so there's yeah. all these other Sure. Yeah, you're absolutely well, right. That uh, Ben Johnson is the one who is a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, that's um, all they did, and yeah. I feel bad for him. Yeah. And like he wasn't a polished athlete like uh, the American, like Carl Lewis. Yeah. Like he didn't have cereal boxes lining up for yeah. him. Like and he didn't have media training. Yeah, and he didn't have me- media training. But like I uh, was watching the Lance Armstrong documentary, and it was just everyone did drugs. It's just like it's only if you got caught. Here's what I want someone to do, and maybe I'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> I would like somebody to do. The Ben Johnson story, yeah, and the way they did the people v. O.J. Simpson the on FX. Okay, but the call ch- CBC the right. The, now. The ch- you should copyright that. But the challenge is, and I feel bad, is Ben Johnson's English was not like. But when that's okay, okay, because it's not it, if like, the lead character was. It won't be him. <laughs> okay, it's It'll around be about surrounding all the yeah, yeah. like because I think I think that's a fascinating story. Sure, not so much about exonerating him. But about the reality of everybody was in yeah that system everyone yeah, yeah. was complicit yeah, yeah oh my God Shamik Moore could play young Ben Johnson yeah. and he's yeah, got the yeah. Jamaican accent yeah. and, and this down. led to the Dublin inquiry right this was like a huge huge it became much bigger than Ben Johnson yeah it really international was. story yeah, yeah, yeah he became a footnote in his own story after yeah. after a certain amount of time so yeah. well. That that's my thing. I just like in Canada, we don't do those sh- shady things. We do other shady things, but like in the in our Olympic program, we don't do that sort of stuff. And and whenever we get a win, I'm just like, oh, that's a real win. That's an actual win. That girl actually won swimming. Like uh, she didn't uh, juice up for it or yeah. You know. She's amazing. Yeah, it's, I, uh, that's why I think it's cool. Like America, I'm just like, yeah, you got a system and program in place to like make everyone a super yeah. athlete. Like, She's amazing. Yeah. Simone yeah. Biles is amazing. Sure, there, it's. Also moms all the time. Nina. Yeah. Yeah. Like amazing. Let let's take a break. We'll come back real quick. Hooray for everything in a tiff. Floyd in the house. And we're back. Hooray for everything in a tiff. Floyd. Hello. As our guest. And we got so we have Mel sitting also in. And me. I'm back from my improv classes. <laughs> yes and <laughs> there you go. Five hundred dollars later. I, I love that, that you're wearing really a blue jays hat. <laughs> okay. He love wears that. a blue jays hat. Jay's wearing a blue jays hat. Yeah, Jay wears a blue jays hat a yeah, lot. But, but it's a black jay hat, which actually it's black even jays. better. It's like black jays. But you know what? I have this. I, I have realized this about myself. I love going to watch a jays game. It's great. It's, it's it is good. It's it is better fun. than it's better than going to see a hockey game. Absolutely. I've been, I haven't been like, to a hockey game in a long, long time. Long time. I, I actually said to to my wife, I'm like. Maybe we should get seasons tickets. <laughs> or you can get like the six game flex pack. So you know it's not a big commitment. Oh, it's just like a few games. Cause I, cause I, I actually quite enjoyed that. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, we also I went to Buffalo and saw the farm team, the Jays farm team play, and that was fun too. And the beer was cheap. And now we're watching TV. But I thought the Jays <laughs> didn't the Jays farm team used to be in Dunedin, Florida. Yeah, oh, they're they, still they in Dunedin. Tri- yeah, yeah. Um, but they're they're also in. Uh, oh, so it's like an exhibition game or something? No, it's uh, Triple A, Triple A league. See how deep my knowledge is of yeah. uh, Canadian. It's another league. Baseball. 
like they drop instead of the major leagues they've dropped down oh triple a league. yeah triple yeah. a league yeah. and it, it's great and they have like a craft beer brewery inside the buffalo uh wait what yeah and Maybe it's we cheap should take it's a road trip to buffalo we, i we have like uh and no, it's real i'm, t- I'm talking, no, about, I'm talking about us <laughs> i'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying like, what you did I'm saying do, but i i don't do. know if i saw any black people <laughs> or oh, brown well, we'll, people um, so we will raise the population there was a, a farmer's market and i did not and i was i did into crossing the border into america right now not really feeling that but moving on, so <laughs> I did prepare some questions for Floyd that I was really interested in, but feel free. I didn't put as many as I wanted to because I know that these will kick off other questions. But I wanted to start with, based on the research from Gina the Joneses, because I look at what other festivals movies have been in, it's not always a premiere thing. It's also a, is this only a festival movie? Like, will this probably not get a theatrical release? That goes into my decision making. I wanted to know... Uh, did you go to South by? Yes or no? And if so, did you have uh, any kind of Texas barbecue? If so, describe it to me. So this isn't even a movie. <laughs> Before question. we talk, should we talk about the movie? Like we we said yeah, the like cast, <laughs> we said the producer. Yeah. So what is what the is, movie? What is the movie? Yeah, yeah. Gene of the Joneses is about Gene Jones. Give us the slug line. Um, Elevator pitch. So essentially, it's a movie about uh, a multi generational. Jamaican American family, all the women, the family patriarch disappeared years ago. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Or so we think. And then the family, the all the women are gathered for dinner. A man shows up at the doorstep, promptly drops dead, and that man is the grandfather father crazy. no spoilers crazy. i'm very interested crazy don't and go any further we've, we we w- we track the fallout from gene's perspective gene is played by taylor page okay. um, oh. who is amazing in the movie um so yeah it's a really great it's a really great film like cool. I mean, the director stella mcgee did a fantastic job director and writer Stella McGee did a fantastic job with the movie so yeah it's it's it's, it's really special cool now back to the barbecue now back to the <laughs> I mean it sounds like a great movie I was gonna see it anyway whether or not I actually have to pay for my own ticket will be decided later however <laughs> let's get back into the barbecue did you go to South by I went to South by did you have any Texas barbecue well okay first of all when I, when I arrived in Austin Austin is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. <laughs> it really is. Still haven't been. I mean, oh, I, I I've been to go. Dallas and Houston. I, I mean, um, I feel like it's like one of the few American cities that feels it feels like you're in Canada, and it's so spectacular in terms of like it's it has this real. It just feels like a it feels like you're in a city from the future. Crazy, you <laughs> know, like not a like and not a future that is not attainable. You so know? not a Star Trek future. Yeah, but just like it feels a little bit cleaner. It feels like it's structured in a way that, you know, it encourages its citizens to actually use its beautiful natural spaces. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a remarkable, it's a remarkable city. And, I mean, barbecue. Okay, so when I arrived, I was like sick like a dog. First thing I do is I go and I walk the streets. 
one of the first things I see is some woman <laughs> running with barbecue who <laughs> chopples over in her heels oh, face first. <laughs> no. That's sad. That is about the running with barbecue. The waste of the barbecue, the of the barbecue yeah. <laughs> that that might be the title yeah. of this episode. I'd cry. Running with barbecue. Yeah. Uh, and then Moving I was on. like, I thought I should go help her, but somebody else beat me to it. But then before I left, you asked her where she got that barbecue. I from. met up with this. <laughs> one, I met up with one of the other uh, producers on the film, and we actually went to this place that looks like something out of Friday Night Lights. Oh you yeah. know, <laughs> with like just the, the picnic tables yeah. and the tarp. Yeah. And the lan- the lantern lights, and sat there and had this amazing Texas barbecue dinner. What did you eat? Super. Uh, like, was it a brisket yeah, situation? Brisket. Like, was it a southern fried chicken? Oh, oh yeah. Situation. Mm, that's <laughs> a good situation. <laughs> oh my god. You know, it was beautiful. Everything that you would think it would be. Yes, listener. Black people like fried chicken. Move on. It's true. I like ribs too. Why would I lie about that? Everybody well, loves fried chicken. Have you looked at the menus of the restaurants in Toronto? And everybody loves ribs. Like it's it's a joke. So the things that black people stereotypically like, white people like too, because it tastes good. I, I've converted a lot of people us. that like say they like KFC, and I'm like, you clearly haven't had Popeyes chicken. And then when I give them Popeyes chicken, oh, Mel doesn't like Popeyes chicken. Well, I'm divided. So I've eaten Can't a fair amount of Popeyes in my life, yeah. but having had really good. It's not comparable, like really no. good. Uh, no, so like KFC's on the bottom. Yeah, and then I just see KFC di- has fallen yes. off the list and for me. And then just standing at its shoulders is Popeyes. But then you go to a Carbon Bar. And that doesn't. But that <laughs> I know it's not the same. I know it's not fast food. But <laughs> talk to me about hipster chicken and waffles at a bougie no, they boutique don't, bar restaurant. It's not. There's no waffles at Carbon Bar, but they're fried chicken, and Floyd can attest. This is fried chicken that doesn't even have I'm a bone. I'm not getting into this. And it's, oh, well, you got into it when we had a platter. <laughs> so it's delicious. Interesting. I'm well, just saying. I'm just saying fast food, fried chicken. Yes, Popeye's is vastly Popeye's superior. Popeye's is vastly, vastly superior. superior. Yes. And uh, I've converted many to it. But yeah, there's that. lots of good fried chicken. in this. There's a place on St. Clair that does a really good fried chicken. Oh, the, sto- uh, the Stockyards. Stockyards, yeah. yeah and Stock when they run fantastic. out, they run out. Yeah, yes. uh, that's my number one. No, white yeah. brick. White I've heard in the annex, yeah. I've heard I haven't I haven't had it yet. I've seen White it, yeah. brick. Go there Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Get their fried chicken. Fried chicken feast. <laughs> it is <laughs> worth everything. So <laughs> passionate this discussion. Oh. Well, I, I think also like Muslim people don't eat a lot of meat, like red meat, so that like oh, there's this big story. Not <laughs> not I really put it. I love put that Muslim people like fried chicken. So get this. So Popeye's chicken used to be slaughtered halal style. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to save money, of course, because halal is, is more, more, more expensive, um, because they just kill the chickens later, like just before they're preparing it. So Popeye's head office said, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to just do pre-prepared chicken, you know, slaughtered, who knows when. And then uh, all there's this big outcry in the Muslim community saying, we want the halal chicken. <laughs> And so if you go to places in Scarborough and like Rexdale, there's these like independent... Or probably Detroit. I'm saying Canada. This was in Canada. Um, There's these independent places and they're called like Triple A Chicken and they serve... It's like Popeye's Chicken. They don't have the fries, but it's... And it's halal and it tastes like Popeye's and it's spicier. And there... Yeah, one is is (laughs) called uh, Mr. Chicken in Scarborough. I should not know any of this, yeah. but we're going to at least Chicken. link to one of these in the it. show notes. And that story I'm was very excited. never carried 
as far as I know in any of the press. And this is like when I worked in uh, in in Markham Thornhill right. and uh, I was talking to these guys. And they Rolling were with other brown people. Yeah, and they were telling me the story. And I'm just like, I'm like, all I thought was like, can I get a camera and come back and ask this guy the story again? Like, because he, he just opened his, his new chicken place that looked like it was one of those old... Um, Remember you used to drop, I never did it, but you drop off your film, the photo mat booth. Yeah, like that's yeah. how big his restaurant was in a parking lot. And he told me this whole story about. Okay. Popeye's first of chicken. all, I didn't know this question would end with all this great information. They I'm all end with like, uh, they all end up into. This is great. Being like. We're these only going to get. Very controversial. Yeah, okay. Controversial. Let, let's take a break <laughs> and we'll come back. Hooray for everything. In I the need tip. the address. Okay. Yes. I want some of that chicken. Sure. I, I've, I've, I'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be back. Hooray for everything in a tiff. And we're back. Hooray for everything in a tiff. Getting hot in here. And if you couldn't tell from our previous conversation about fried, fried chicken, chicken, we're also black. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even Jay likes fried chicken. He can't I deny it. I like fried chicken reminds me of my dad. It's like childhood memories. It's like I'm old enough to remember. One of my jokes is I'm old, but not that old. I'm old enough to remember KFC when yes. it was good. That's how old I am. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. you had yeah. to, when you had to go and you had to wait for your chicken to After be ready. After they yeah. ruined yeah. it and made it healthy. Yes. Yeah. No, is it healthy? Or <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's less unhealthy. It's wet. Though now. <laughs> it's slightly less so unhealthy. Wet. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know yeah. what it yeah. is. It is not chicken. It is not fried. But both Floyd and I are from the same place. Yeah. And if you remember... We were kids. You had to go to the Kentucky Fried Chicken on Tacoma Drive, yeah. and the chicken was made to order. So you would have to yes. wait twenty or thirty minutes, yeah. and then there was no place to eat it. And so you'd put it in the car, yeah. and it would like smell up the car. car and you yeah. couldn't wait to get yeah. home. Yeah. And they put the little that little container of gravy in yeah. the bucket, yeah. and you were like so you were like an animal when you got home. Sure. You couldn't wait to get into that chicken. Yeah. And it tasted okay so <laughs> I feel like you're staring off in so the middle distance. So good. Those like buckets lost. were amazing. I'm just oh my god, I know it was just, uh, this memory. And it never back then Kentucky Fried Chicken was extremely good. Now well, it's okay, garbage. so so one thing about Kentucky Fried Chicken, my buddy. I have one more fried chicken uh, thing after yours. And then we're ending this discussion. Who's <laughs> an occasional <laughs> vegetarian? Two segments about fried chicken. <laughs> the one reason to get fried chicken from KFC is that he does uh, this variant where he takes the skin and takes the green coleslaw and makes like a little green coleslaw skin <laughs> roll up. And Yuck. you think of like the crispy that's salty that's skin that's and the sweet green coleslaw. No, it's delicious. <laughs> Especially if you've had too much to drink. It's oh a it's God. a great alternative to street meat. And he's a vegetarian? Is that what you said? Sometimes, <laughs> but not, <laughs> not when he's But drunk. when he's not, he's not. A, not a when vegetarian so who likes eating the skin <laughs> off of <laughs> small birds. <laughs> <laughs> Their most precious. Th- th- the skin, the thing that holds everything inside. Name, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> uh, Queen East. Not they have weird hours, but I think they close like promptly, uh, like after lunch. Is Chicken Joy on Queen East? Never um, heard of it. Chicken Joy, it's like a family-run joint. It's it is KFC, but it's like what KFC was. Was okay. And they cut the chicken and they make it, and it is excellent. Chicken, chicken and joy, and it's been around since I was a kid. That's yeah, it. That's all my okay. fried, all chicken. fried chicken. Talk downtown Toronto, well, close to downtown, uh, Queen East. I'll send you the. Li- we'll have the links in the show. Okay. Well Way to reinforce stereotypes, everyone. Good job. <laughs> so <laughs> fried chicken is good. While we're keeping a black, hear that podcast yeah. with all the black folk. And then all they did was talk about fried chicken. Tune into our great new. Austin tune into our new yeah. podcast starting next season is fried chicken. Yeah, fried Texas chicken. and fried chicken. <laughs> so every festival, we talk about how much we miss Planet Africa. One of my best nights out was a night with Floyd. When Melinda couldn't be bothered to go out, and Floyd and I went to the Planet Africa party together, and I got to enjoy <laughs> myself. Where was it? It oh was at Phoenix. 
Oh, no It way. was in Phoenix. I elbowed Danny Glover out of the way of the rest in peace. We watched Javier <laughs> Bardem enjoy yes. the show. Apparently, he likes big butts. He cannot lie. So there was a show during the... Well, no, it was just like... Just the dance floor. Just the dance floor. Like, he was like out. There was no VIP cage. Yeah, yeah. You had your Glovers and your Bardems, like, just out there with people because... That was a great party. At a party, at a Planet Africa party, people are going to, like you know, press their noses up to the VIP cage. They're going for the free food and drink. They don't care what celebrity. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care what celebrities were there. Yeah. I went out for it and had a, like amazing night. I we danced and I ate my belly full. Did you guys go to that? Was both the rooms open? Like yeah. The, oh, nice. And yeah, the food was in the small room okay. and then the dance floor was going in like the area where you and I saw Diggable Planets, like yeah. the main concert okay. space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have not. I, I, I actually think that, you know, that's an interesting it's an interesting thing to remember because the TIFF parties used to be amazing. amazing. It used to be hype as fuck. That party <laughs> used to be amazing. And I feel like the in, like everything has just become so like Corporate. Yeah. Glazed, VIP homogenized, and lanyard yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, like yeah. just like you can't it's like drained all of the fun out of it, right? Yeah. All these private clubs. So okay. it's like, you know, well, you can get in if you're not a member because you're good looking and we <laughs> know that some old man is going to like want to like rub up <laughs> on you. <laughs> but no, you can't get in because, oh, look at you. Who are you? Yeah. It's just sure. it's like I that's the thing about the People's Festival. Yeah, it's got it's no longer. Yeah, it's no longer the People's I miss Festival. That I miss the fact that it used to be where, you know, you, you could it was I mean, it always had like VIP rooms or private dinners. But there was always that great thing about you could go to Bistro 990. Yeah, did you remember? Like yeah. yeah. Because we would... All oh, the actors would be there. All yeah. you had to do at Bistro 990 was be patient. Yeah. Everyone yeah. would be in. Eventually you get in. Yeah, we were there. It was like, Dan, uh, not Danny Glover. Um, Denzel Washington. Uh, uh, no, uh, Wesley De Niro. Snipes. Yeah, De Niro. yeah, Wesley Snipes was standing there chilling in the corner. Yeah. I, I saw De Niro there. Yeah, yeah. and I saw... Uh, so I was a huge, huge uh, uh, fangirl of the movie. Um, so it was... Um, once were warriors. So the woman who was the star of Once Were Warriors was in a movie with the guy who played uh, young Hercules or young mm, whatever. I thought young Hercules was. was a young Ryan Gosling. Yeah. So the guy who was the sidekick. I like that we're young saying young I like that we're saying it Hercules. <laughs> Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. So young. That's I racist. Yeah. So so I didn't so young Eolus and and we were in line with him and I remember telling the bouncer like. You have to let them in. They're actually actors, yeah. and the bouncers let them in before they let us in. And then we went in later. And we're like, "Hey!" And they were like, "But you know, they're from New Zealand and population of four million, so um, they were like th- more thrilled to be uh, in Toronto than we were." Um, I bet they know Carl Urban. Oh, they totally know Carl Urban because of Xena. Uh, like it's a very small ecosystem there. But yeah, like it was fun, and it really was. You, I mean, I my thing was always that there are these people who are douchebags for like the ten days of of TIFF, and then they go back to being whatever assholes they are in real life. Yeah. But yeah, like as a regular person, you just had to be, you just had to persevere. You can get into anything basically. And that was like, what, maybe 15 years ago? Um, yeah. But it's changed a lot since so then. So much. It's diff- completely different. Where it felt, mo- there was a, gra- not grassroots element, but there was just more of a. It was more egalitarian. Yeah. yeah. Anyone could participate. And now it's become very, very elite. Very elite and like marketing based, but they got to make the, they got to pay the bills, right? Cameron's got to keep the lights on. Yeah, he has to get his suits and his. <laughs> 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 Got to keep the head grease. So <laughs> <laughs> shine. <laughs> the source of the question was Floyd. Had you your druthers? Would this movie be in 
if Planet Africa still existed, Planet Africa, or do you like the fact that they've sort of moved movies from the diaspora? Planet Africa, for sure. Like ah, we <laughs> I like we didn't even we didn't even need it. No, it's like I mean I, I loved, I mean I, I probably was one was one of many, who lamented the festival's decision, to get rid of the Planet Africa section, just because, you know, first of all it always opened up, it was Sunday night was always the opening of the big film in that section. Yeah. So you, you there was always a party that night, and you knew that was the night to go out and go yeah. see a movie yeah. and have a it fun just time. it yeah. just felt like you know I never felt like it was a ghettoization no of no it was a celebration c- of films from the diaspora I, I just felt like it was an opportunity to know that if this is what I'm interested in I can turn to this page in the catalog mm-hmm. and I can look at and these are the movies they're right there mm-hmm. instead of having to search yeah through the whole book to find out which movies, which eight or nine movies in the festival have like a black cast or a black director or whatever. Yeah. So, to, yeah. I mean okay, right now, somebody put a pin in this. Somebody needs to email Silver Patula and remind her to create a pseudo Planet Africa programming list of yeah. stuff for this year yeah. on the site. That's work for you. Yeah, well, it yeah. is work for me. But there are it tags is. on the uh, on the site, so African American would the be tags tagged. don't actually let you yeah. click through things. Yeah, they yet, don't actually but work. But do it, it's easier. <laughs> it's tagged. easier. Yeah. So they're not tags. <laughs> no, they're the opposite of tags. It's just tags. <laughs> they're decoration. But yeah. but back to you. Planet no, Africa. I, just, I, I really. I, I mean, I I I lamented it when it was gotten rid of. I think probably. I feel like it's been ten years ago. I think it was ten years ago. <laughs> that 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 action you're making is fairly obscene. <laughs> Floyd keeps taking the mic away, and I keep like doing inappropriate things with my mic to remind him. <laughs> you might have to put yeah. it close to his mouth. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I I, f- I personally, I mean, that's the one thing I wish the festival would actually take another look at and go, let's reinstate this program because. It was a great program, and until Oscar so white isn't a hashtag, I feel like know. we need it. Yeah, like arguably now it's more yeah. important than it ever was True. because it's it's there's I mean TIFF actually was very much ahead of the curve, and I don't think they thought that racism was solved. So I don't know what the reason that they decided um, the reason behind mm-hmm. them uh, deciding to absorb it back into the sc- into the regular festival, but yeah. um, I think it probably would be more beneficial to TIFF to have a separate program for. Uh, for black and, and think here's the thing though yeah. they now let people who just like a program discover films that they would have skipped by because just like some people I know me would have skipped by the whole Canadian section I saw yeah. let's be under no illusions I'm sure there's a whole chunk of festival goes who would skip right by Planet Africa but now that those movies are like Together, distributed yeah. throughout the other things yeah you're probably uh, absolutely right. and you're that probably right. like should they have both Ideally, like some now that they're trying to do metadata on the site, if the tags work, yeah. there'd be a way you for people both. to find things that overlap. would be in Planet Africa. Mm-hmm. But it also helps your festival goers who, due to unconscious bias, would have not ever looked yeah, at that whole chunk of the program yeah. book. Now they may accidentally see they may see this movie just because it's got a female director. And then show up and be like, "Uh oh, ruh a lot of black people here. What's happening?" But that's the no, thing, like, because it and it then enjoy the film. But it never t- the the festival never took into account intersectionality before. Yeah. It was either black, 
or not black. There was yeah. no, it was always binary. So now we have, yeah, it could be a Canadian film. It could be a black film. It could be a film by a female director. But back in the day, um, the festival just made very, I wouldn't call them arbitrary, but they made decisions based on, I guess, what predominated. So if you had a black film, then that became part of Planet Africa. And there wasn't a lot of bleed over into other areas. So, yeah. Well, I uh, just to, to make a comment about that, they did have films that were films that were either directed or written or had an African-American cast in other programs. Okay, it but aside from like yes, but it, but a spike or yeah, uh, whatever, sure, who sure. makes it out? Yeah, but a, but, but a catch-all for the smaller independent films yeah. was Planet Africa, but, but, right? But to yeah. me, like that's but that's the whole argument. That was the whole argument for getting rid of Planet Africa was the whole idea of let's not ghettoize these films. Mm -hmm. Let's spread them throughout the program, the, the various programs, so people wouldn't skip over them but would discover them. I mean, you know, so I feel like and we're you're in the discovery program. So I feel like we're argue we're, we're what we're what we're actually talking ourselves into the whole idea that Tiff was right to get rid of Planet Africa and to spread these films. Because I feel like black people will look for black films even if there's no Planet Africa. On the flip side, people who would have skipped over Planet Africa would have maybe maybe never even read this Pracy. Maybe to begin with, yeah. if it wasn't in another program so yeah I think you've almost convinced me but I feel like my day job e-commerce has solved this problem we talk about it all the time when we're you know talking about taxonomy and data pants could be pants and pants can be on sale and pants can be a type of pant whether it's yeah. a flare a boot cut a shant a culotte whatever trouser things can be in more than one category and maybe yeah. that's where the festival needs to still have um, the yeah. old programs as a way for people to sort on more than one thing. So people can still discover this film based on the program it's in now. Yeah. Also, I don't if think you want to sort of simulate a Planet Africa, then you can still find it through the old tag that may not be a primary kind of program. I'm going to go on the record. They don't do any analytic information with their sales of tickets or programs, I don't think. I don't think. And what I do, um, like to Floyd's point, what I will say is that um, for the years that I've been going to the festival, if there is a film that is from um, a particular community, s South Asian or, or Spanish speaking, the audience, like you'll go to a movie that's, it's not in any particular program, it could be contemporary world cinema, you will go, and if there's a South Asian movie, 95% of the audience mm -hmm. is South Asian, and yeah. that has nothing to do with marketing. No. People just seek it out. Th they yeah. find it, yeah, they find and it, through yeah. word of mouth. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm sort of like arguing against myself, but yeah, I, I guess we don't really need because there was no South Asian program. There weren't. There wasn't an Asian program. Um, so I think people do find the films that they're interested well, in. So I, I will give Tiff a pass on this, I guess. And here's the thing. I mean, we a ghetto pass. Yes. Audiences, the people who are going to Tiff. Are, in I mean, we they are not Joe Blows yeah, who are at the Cineplex yeah. at you know Scotiabank Theater, yeah. like on a Friday night waiting for Suicide Squad <laughs> to open. You're it describing yourself it right there. It. it was worth it. No, but, but, but <laughs> I do it again. <laughs> it was only slightly <laughs> better than Batman v <laughs> Superman. I haven't seen it. I haven't I seen it. I mean, uh, it was a mess. It was a beautiful, it. terrible no, mess. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, I mean, because okay. when like when I when I go through that book. I get my book every year, 
I smell it. I go through that book. I smell it. I go through that book from cover to cover. And if there's a movie with the black cast, I'll find that movie. If there's a movie from Nigeria that I'm interested in or South Africa, I'll find that movie. So, I I mean, you know, maybe they don't need Planet Africa, but I just feel like the the one thing I will say about Planet Africa is that it's one of the few times when I feel community, and I and I'm talking about the that I feel like you really get to have feel the black community in the arts mm-hmm. in Canada. Yes. Yeah. Like authentic and authentic. Yes. Yeah. It's one of the few, it was one of those few, like when you went to that party, you knew that everybody who was someone in the arts community who was of color, not even just black, but who was of color was in that room because it was that kind of vibe. Yeah. And we don't have that anymore. And I feel like just culturally, that's a huge deficit in terms of TIFF. It was a room full of people who maybe, hopefully, would never have said the phrases, I have a black friend or I'm not <laughs> racist, but. <laughs> racist, but. And, for, and for me, so when I went to a Planet Africa movie, it was, I mean, I've been going to movies for most of my life, mm-hmm. and I'm often a minority in the room, and you go to Planet Africa, and you're the majority and that was actually very nice and mind you now when you do see I mean and this says a lot about I mean it's it's a much bigger issue but the fact that a film that has a black cast attracts primarily a black audience is actually kind of vexing to me but on the same did you say vexing it is vexing That's but by the same token it actually is uh, so I, I'm of two minds I'm like well why is this only attracting a black audience but yeah. I'm also very happy because I'm like, oh my God, it's attracting a black audience of filmmakers, uh, sorry, of film goers. And I don't, r- I hardly ever see black people going to mainstream films. Like when yeah. I go to a movie, um, there's very few black people in the audience ever. Sure. And I kind of am looking forward to the day when you and I are like the two old black ladies that they had on oh, the, the, the they had the international kind of like, Waldorf. they had the variant covers. They had like the two like brown people, like the young couple, they had whatever, like it was a year that instead of having like weird art, they had different people yeah. oh, just on people the different program books. Oh, yeah. like, like people who were sitting in the audience looking at a screen, right? Yeah. yeah. That was a shot. So yeah. there were two old black ladies yeah. and I saw them when I saw the Chris Rock, not uh, top five, but it was a good hair, good hair good documentary. Hair. Yeah, I love that. And it, I saw the two old black ladies. I saw them all throughout the festival that week because they... Oh, for reals. Yeah, and they were just like out in them streets. Yeah, I, I feel like they got like an extra special pass that year, but like in general, yes. they were just there and I saw them at the Chris Rock thing laughing like they were on the picture of the book that year people i've bumped into who are non-white seeing the film festival they did it as like a fun trip like there's just a one hit to toronto we're gonna see this film festival and then they're out and that's the only other audience that i've seen or not even audience people that i've sort of that's a burden to being a black nerd actually (laughs) you will go to the actually i remember (laughs) floyd and i sat sat what sat next to each other for precious and for Ugh, and for good hair in the same year and i remember there was this like middle-aged black ladies uh, white lady sitting next to us while we were watching good hair who never laughed once and we were killing ourselves <laughs> laughing she's like i don't i don't uh, first of all you don't understand the subject matter yeah. you guys weren't at the isabel bader first screening though you no must have been. i forget where we no, were i was we at the there. isabel bader i don't know I, don't, I have no idea where we were, but this white woman obviously felt uncomfortable with the subject matter. And also, I made uh, friends with a lovely old white lady that year, and she was also there the day it? after for yeah. the In Conversation with Chris Rock. We were best of buds. She was saving me seats in movies by the end of the week. But I think this woman, her her uh, her discomfort was so 
mm, I mean, it may been to the fact that she wasn't sitting next to us but she was uncomfortable with the subject it's matter. all foreign and she didn't it. feel like she had the right to laugh yeah. because she didn't know what was funny because <laughs> from a cultural perspective she was like oh, i'm really on a really dancing on a on the d- head of a pin right now like yeah. should i laugh is this funny or am i racist if i laugh and floyd and i were killing ourselves but i would was a funny but also movie. if i was sitting beside a white lady and she's laughing i'd be like how she dare you? Yeah. No, no, not how dare you, but I'm like, this wait, you're laughing, you? you're laughing a little too much. Yes, how do you exactly. relate to this? Like, do Why do you, you find it so <laughs> funny? <laughs> yeah. Did you adopt a child? Find it the right amount of funny. <laughs> but is, but also, is, I think it's nice that you think she could dance. But isn't <laughs> No, I was dancing in the head of a pin. She was not. <laughs> but isn't it weird that we're, like, it's so funny, right? Like, laughter, which is something that should unite us. Yeah. Like, we're talking about how... Wait a it minute. Divides, <laughs> you know, it's actually like, we've gotten, our society's gotten so, like, correct regimented yeah. that you know it's actually divides us like the fact sure. that you have to think about like something that is funny <laughs> we actually have to like like it's like we're the inspectors yeah. well that that's all i do now i'm <laughs> like <laughs> that's we all are the gatekeepers to that's how all i do pla- i just like that's funny much that's all laugh. i say i'm just yeah. now i'm like i catch myself just saying that's really funny yeah, that's really <laughs> you don't laugh yeah <laughs> you don't laugh that you don't laugh more than i do yeah because I see myself in this. You don't see you're yourself in this, so you're racist. Too hard. So you're yeah. laughing. I'm going to oh. kill you. <laughs> but we do that, in, we do that in, uh, in drama, too. Like, there's a whole meme. It's like white tears. It's like, I don't need your white tears. Like, don't, like, don't, you don't get to cry about slavery. It's, you don't get to cry about that. You don't get to cry. That's, that's for me to cry about, not yeah. you. Yeah. How dare you? So before we break, I did want to ask Floyd, good segue point, do you think this movie will make people cry? Because I need a warning. Sometimes I need to know if a movie will... Just oh, make me laugh, warning. just make me no, feel. But I sometimes like it in the middle of a five movie day. It's a beautiful film. Like it, it, I mean, it really is. Like there's some really. I mean, I would say Sherry Shepard gives a performance that I think most people will be surprised by her. She's giving me a real Octavia uh, in the the still. Uh, like I, she's I've only seen her do comedy, and she like nails it with comedy. Uh, she's yeah. she's really really good. Like she plays this very withholding emotionally withholding mother and you know and and besides the fact of being a really genuinely nice person like I have to say like it's not it's not a put on like you know I mean when you go to dinner with her or go have drinks with her you know she's she's real like she there's no affectation you know, and I don't, I don't know if that comes from her, like, stand-up comedian background or what, but, you know, she she's Sherry Shepard. Like, the person you see on TV is, like, she's being, she's being her. She's not... Genuine. She's not being... Uh, she's not... She's not a fiction that's been created for TV. She's actually, like, genuinely... She's a genuine person. And I, I have a lot of respect and time for her. And Erica Ash is who plays, she's in Survivor's Remorse on Showtime. Uh, I started watching that actually. She is. Is she the sister? I think so. Yeah. yeah. She's. I mean, not only is she a phenomenal actress, but she's also just like such an intelligent person and just really worldly. I mean, like it was. It was great being around this cast. Like. I got like at South by, I got to spend a lot of time talking to Michelle Hurst, who I loved on or- the first season of Orange mm-hmm. Is the New Black, and I just you know, they're the kind of 
actresses who, as a writer, you want to just, if I could, you're just always inspired to go, I'm going to write a movie for these women. Yeah, because I just want to keep them working all the time. I yeah. like this, and we're going to take a break so I can come up with a list of black ladies I'd like to see a movie written for. We'll be back. Hooray for everything in a tiff. And we're back. Hooray for everything in a tiff. Almost wrapping this crazy episode up. <laughs> it's going to be long. It's because of all the black long. people. It's pretty crazy. Those black men crazy. All right. But I did have one other question for Floyd. One of the big movies that came out of South By aside from other things that we may not talk about right now, is Morris from America, starring uh, one Craig Robinson. It got a lot of buzz coming out of that, and then we haven't heard anything, and I don't know if they're holding back because they're waiting for a big award season push or what, but that is a movie that's also distributed uh, by one of your distributors. I don't remember if it was the Canadian or the American. Search Search Engine. Search Engine Films. Also, terrible name for your SEO. Search, search engine, engine films. Yes. Well, I I'm heard sorry. Just <laughs> look, search engine films. What were you thinking when you named your company Search Engine Films? Yeah, and if you type in search engine into a search engine, it like the computer shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your, your your computer actually vaporizes. <laughs> just like it sucks itself. <laughs> in. Is that true? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it goes up into the cloud. <laughs> it goes up into the cloud. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. <laughs> But back to Morris. Singularity. Did I you see <laughs> it? How was it? No spoilers. I saw but Morris was from it worth America. All that? Um, honestly, one of the best movies I've seen all year. Wow. Like I, Bold. I Strong feel topic. like Bold. I actually don't understand why more people aren't talking about that film. Like black people. Like first of all, uh, Craig Robinson is just out of this world in it he's in the new season of mr robot and it's just like i couldn't believe that was him like he was acting no like totally dramatic acting. he's he's superb yeah and is this movie with him and is is there a small child in this film yeah it's a young boy who's like 13 i think 12 13 like either on vulture or or the av club or something and the the dad's a soccer coach um, for a European team, and so they live in Europe, oh. and he's the only black kid. It's awesome, and it's just it's so brilliant. It, and you know, I just came back from Ireland, and it m- the experience of watching that film really spoke to me because there is this thing that happens, like when I was in Ireland, which was amazing. I had had n- I didn't have one negative interaction but at the same time you know the people who did stare they were staring out of curiosity because well we don't see black people here that often i had a similar thing in vancouver so who are you i know (laughs) who are you you know why are you here and they're very intrigued with you um i think what's interesting about Morris is that it, ta- it 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 really hits on that thing about how the stereotypes that exist in North America in a, in a North American pop culture travel to other countries around the Interesting. world. Interesting. And how, you know, this kid is 
you know, it's the stereo it's all those stereotypes that contribute to the things that happen to him that aren't positive. And that's fascinating. So it's even even though you're a stranger, even though I don't know you, I've never met anybody who looks like you, suddenly you're Michael Jordan. Yeah. You're yeah. Shaq. Yeah. 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 Uh, every black man is Michael Jordan and every white woman is Oprah. And you're Obama. Yeah. 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 Which is I I mean it's it it's a fantastic movie and it's a movie that people really should be talking about. I, I, I just don't I don't even understand I don't understand why people aren't talking about it. I don't know why it hasn't been released. It's just it, it, it So it should be the Swiss Army man. Instead it's Well <laughs> it, and it just shows you you know what it does? It's like that whole notion of, you know, black films not playing internationally, it really hits home that point because we're such a non-entity when you think about Europe. Yeah. Like you think about the major territories where a film would be sold like Asia, Russia. Mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, yeah. Uh, Eastern Europe, Italy, France. India. India. I mean, people like people just no, but aren't uh, interested but, uh, but right now Russia in and our China lives. Are bigger markets potentially than the U.S. and yeah. those markets have no. I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but uh, studios <coughs> will put in Asian content into movies. Iron Man Three and Chinese content. <laughs> yeah. So they'll 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 actually center a movie in Russia, or they'll. Uh, use Asian actors, actors in yeah. movies who are famous in Asia in order to sell them to those markets, and those markets are going to become more important than North America. Yep. Like that so poor guy who was out Act One in uh, Thor: The Dark World, yeah, but, but I feel like he had extra scenes in the version that would have been released. But but what happens region. as a result of that is that that gives studios a license to actually extricate black characters because they don't play overseas. Yeah. Um. So it's actually it's a horrible precedent for actually catering to an international market. Um, and not just catering to an international market, but actually uh, doing a disservice to a domestic uh, market because. But it's you also think some bullshit because Trevor Noah's show is actually selling more overseas for syndication than the other nighttime shows because of his background and his focus is less just on America. America. Yeah. Although, let's pour one out for Larry Wilmore. I yeah. love that show. Oh, I can't believe it got canceled. I can't even right Two now. Two years, though, so that's a good run. I can, believe, I can believe it got canceled. I mean, that show is so... But it got better. He, he's so it got dry. Better, it got tight. It got he's, he's subversive in a way that, like, no one else is. Like, and he never yeah. wanted to be viral. He never he's wanted so to have a smart. clip on yeah. YouTube the next day. He was you a know? little above the head. I mean, he, like, he, was, he would have people on the show that only people in those communities would, would know. know yeah and he was never uh, it was never about the ratings really for him yeah. it was about who are the most what's the most interesting group of people i can have to have sure. this conversation yeah, i i thought the show should have just been a ripoff of the bill maher like politically incorrect yeah. just have those people yeah. and just talk for an hour and, and edit it that's what i thought that show should have been yeah but let's not cry any tears for larry wilmore he's probably he, fairly he wealthy now is he gonna go back to Blackish? Oh, well, actually, you know what? Blackish is okay. David Diggs is gonna be Rainbow's yeah. brother this and season. You know I'm what? so excited. Like Kenya Barris is holding it down. Yeah. I actually, after the first season of Blackish, well, actually, I mean, Larry Wilmore was one of the uh, one creators, but he was largely, you know, he he put his stamp on it in the first season. But it was it became Kenya Barris's pro. Uh, that's his thing. So I don't know that Larry Wilmore could make the show better because it's pretty good as it is. Yeah. It is good. And under stereotypes traveling. Now, 
Jay. I now like that cur- Brown, is- I like curry. Yeah, yeah, you like to travel. And <laughs> now that brown. brown is the new black, and you've had some rough is travel it? experiences, we won't talk about. <laughs> Listen, going through customs, I'm not gonna lie. I occasionally, sometimes, deliberately go in the line with brown people because I know they've already sent all of them to the screener, and oh. I might just get to keep it moving. I'm, I'm not proud. I'm I not proud. I believe, but that, I do it. I believe I that 9/11 was the best thing that ever to I happen to a black people because no one cares about us. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I always I'll randomly, always randomly get picked out of yeah. the line. Always should. randomly. I'd pick you up. Then last time I I bought booze and they're like, Do you have anything to declare? I'm like, nah, nah. You know, and then what I hate this <sighs> is the what the many things lie. the many things I hate about Pearson, but this is the one that I hate the most is like there's the door to get out. There's the door for the search. And it's so just close. like, you're just oh, like yeah, right you're there. <laughs> you're just, just, just like, you're going to go this way. And, and you like hand <laughs> them like the, that <laughs> slip of paper. Yeah. Like you think if you hand it to them with a certain kind of speed. Slipping a 20 yeah, or like something. Just give it to them and just like n- avoid eye contact yeah. and just hope they're going to wave you yeah. through and not yeah. say go over there. Yeah. You just, it's it's really, uh, my heart is always, and I, and I'm so, I'm honest. I always declare, I always have more booze than I'm supposed to. Come on. I always have 2.25 liters <laughs> and I'm always honest, but I always, always feel guilty and I'm like just let me go just please go I'm but not religious but like, but I'm like they hassle you God, the let thing me go. is I've had Give both experience you, you get hassled if you say I get hassled I gotten I've been hassled I've never been hassled bad things have when happened when I say yes or if I say no so I'm just like it's 50 and I and I <laughs> was telling my wife babe it's 50-50 like just it's either lie, yeah, yeah. It's what's just the difference like, so then now I've got a new uh, I've got a new scam going where I'm like Miles oh how do we cry like I'm my two year old <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Oh, can he pitch a fit? Like, yeah, a, a, and a like, and then <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. So, I love it. So they're like, Okay, put your stuff on the x ray. And then I'm like, Miles, can you cry? And he's like, Wow, wow. I'm like, It's so totally fake. He's like, I'm sad. And then that's, but that's like a woman getting out of a traffic <laughs> ticket. Like, <laughs> And then the so guy just sad. said, Okay, folks, go ahead. Oh, okay, and, I like uh, it. I like but it. I saw them. They were like ripping through people's suitcases. And uh, all, all it was was a. Uh, the Harvest Rye, which is kind of overrated, but I got in the airport and then I was just oh, like, okay. I, didn't, I didn't want to declare it. Come well, on. you have to declare it. You're allowed to. They never give me any but I'm t- okay. static for declaring. I have duties. I have declared alcohol before and it was just like a bottle <laughs> of beer or whatever. Yeah. And then I still got to go to the line and like take it out and show a receipt and that stuff. So that's oh, why I'm just that's like. That's funny because yeah. I never, people always assume that I'm there. Yeah. Uh, I get routinely asked. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, are you a student? I'm like, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, yeah. I'm not a student. Yeah. But um, I always tell them exactly how much booze I have. And they, Maybe always, with a woman. Le- they always let me slide. Because I, yeah. I look cause I look innocuous. They're like, well, okay, well, she's. How many uh, women like, run scams? And I'm uh, judging. Oh, I don't think probably I'm a lot. Probably a lot, but but, but yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. actually I actually am exploiting the bias that yeah. women are innocuous, and I think and like I said, since since nine eleven, uh, black women are probably like the yeah, least, the least, uh, yeah. the least ready <laughs> okay. of anybody. Not the least, because if you roll like I do with the short hair oh, and the uh, aggressive stance and the bass in your voice, yeah, I I'm still get pulled in the room not as often, but I still get pulled in the room. You conform Never. to some of the expectations <laughs> you have. Longer hair, softer voice, whatever. I got a little more bass in this business, so. But Floyd is a big black man. Do you, are you just not talking about this because you have too many like bad <laughs> stories? You still have to travel like a lot for work. No, it, it never happens. <laughs> really? Never happens. I'll, t- I'll tell you, uh, what I learned is, is it just because you're an adorable nerd. No, yeah, that's exactly it. No, you know the he's be- not threatening. He's the got glasses. Look the at him. The best thing I ever did 
was I got a Nexus card. Oh, that's I was going to get one. Uh, that, yeah. I might do so it now. So they have every, all my information. They know everything there is to know about me. Yeah. I've been police checked up the yin yeah. yang. So it's like there's nothing to, there's there, there, are, there are no secrets. I've been fingerprinted, you know, and I'll tell I you. I thought you were going to say I've been fingerprinted. Printed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go through, so I so when I go through, it doesn't matter how much alcohol I have. Yeah. I d- just tell them, oh yeah, I got five bottles. <laughs> and there you yeah, go. Maybe sir. I should get the Nexus card. Because they because d- they yeah, don't because the it. truth. Oh, like you can get one. Because the truth. That's cute. You can get one. Though. Give it his name. He's not on any fly list. Maybe like a fly list like like Jennifer Lopez well, was in the I, day. I do get the like. <laughs> I do get. <laughs> I'm like a real fly list. A good '90s reference there. Uh, uh, thank you. I do get the like. What's your <laughs> real name? I always get that one. Really? They really? change your name? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. They but now that I'm married to a white woman, they actually things, are, they yeah, actually things are different. But they actually say that to you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, in the States more often, yeah. yeah. Like, that is name? disgusting. Yeah. That's America. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Not all the time, but like it has happened and you got to play it depressing. off. That's depressing. Yeah, you got to play it off. But like uh, the whole, there was a Huffington Post article of like, can we stop asking the question, where are you, where are you from? from? No, like where are you really from? Yeah, yeah. and I got it asked like where your parents recently, from recently, and mm-hmm. I couldn't. It wasn't the parents one I'll buy, mm-hmm. and the response is always like, "Oh, my parents." Like that's my. I get response. it all the time. But I get it all, th- and I'm just like, I, and it was a millennial. I'm like, you ask, like I didn't say, but in my mind, and you can tell they're genuinely asking. But I'm like, that's just stupid question you're asking. And I'm okay <laughs> with, say, with people saying like, "What is your like background. background?" Yeah, yeah, it's not. But where are you from? from. Like, I am, uh, so I... Because I always say, like, downtown, tr- like, yeah. North York, and they're like, no, no, where are you really from? I mean, I've, like, been in a room, ah. I've been in a room with 20 people, and I'm always the most Canadian, <laughs> including <laughs> the white people. I am many generations Canadian, and I know a lot of white people whose grandparents came from, like, Denmark or yeah. from England. I'm yeah. like, no, like, I'm yeah, many I'm generations I'm on waiting for it. I'm waiting. Canadian. I'm waiting for Justin Trudeau to give me my apology. Yeah, <laughs> to seriously. be honest, and my and my, my, my check. That's yes. all, that's what I'm waiting for. What, are you looking, what do you mean? Reparations. Well, reparations. Well, you know, I, I mean, is this what we're talking you about. You know, like he's, he's going around him. apologizing to everybody else. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, oh, wow, the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> the indigenous, multi generational black communities mm-hmm. in this country who yes, have been here sure. since the 1700s yes. could yeah. really use an apology yeah. if you go around and look at the state of those communities oh, yeah. and yeah. the people who are in them and how all that has. Impacted generations of like men and men and women and continues to for sure. I mean, I that like honestly, I'm just like, oh, we just don't exist. We don't like. And once again, I mean, this is this is my, you know, t- sorry to take the conversation sideways, but this is my long-standing issue w- with the f- in the fact that no one recognizes. I mean, we are a country of immigrants yes. for sure. But, you know, when it comes to being a, you know, a multi-generational black person, um, you just don't exist. Like, nobody thinks that you, like, I mean, you, most people will go, well, what's that? (laughs) Or what does that mean? Yeah. And when you say, well, we've been here since the 1700s, you're like, oh, but we were in a country then. Exactly. So it's like, it's, so to me, like. You know, the fact that this body of this community is constantly overlooked, constantly like we're ignored, like on in terms of pop culture, we don't exist. Um, it's frightening. 
and the fact that we have a prime minister who is like you know quite young yeah our generation you know generation and it's like he hasn't even taken a moment to even reflect on that i don't believe or spoken on it um so i i just uh, it's fascinating to me that to to watch him and to listen to him like going around and touring and you know and i think when he was running for the job this whole question came up about well no after he was elected and the cabinet was his cabinet was revealed and there were no African Canadians in his cabinet and there was a bit of an outcry and I think someone said well his secretary or the the cabinet secretary is black and it just was like I thought wow this is this is a ki- this is what happens when you have when you challenge a liberal yeah about their commitment to racial diversity sure but i think that's um probably due to th- i mean i i am very divided on this um i think intersectionality because yeah. he had a lot of ladies yeah, yeah. That's great. and we yeah. live in canada so like me and mel were half sorted on that one yeah like it's we live in canada and there are so many different people who need to be represented i mean and one thing i mean it's tough for me so um as a canadian um living in toronto even living in again i grew up in nova scotia to me the least visible people in our societies are first nations people i've 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 worked with people from everywhere in the world i've never worked with a first nations person ever they're in ottawa there's a lot in ottawa yeah no we had ottawa and and i had tom I'm not he was on the. But I'm talking about me, and I've worked <laughs> at. So I work at a bank yeah, where you know I work for people from from Mauritius. They love I work diversity. I work for people from yeah. the tiniest yeah. islands off the coast of Africa. Yeah. And they had and the girl never, with the dog. And I've yeah, never they had a blind person. Yes, yeah. yes, the girl with the dog. But I've never <laughs> worked with the First Nations person. We're not allowed to say blind anymore. <laughs> she's uh, she's visually impaired. Visual. Uh, but yeah, no, I've never worked or known anybody who's First Nations. Um, actually, back in Nova Scotia, I had a a friend whose nephew was adopted, for, uh, and he was First Nations. But this is a hugely visible, invisible population in Canada so I do um, so I understand I mean and there's you know as anybody will tell you there's no hierarchy of suffering um, so I don't know like to be First Nations in Canada is a very very hard road to hoe and First Nations people have not um, had the opportunities that even black people have had in Canada um, black people were, aren't in reservations um, so I got it. I feel like we got a little question mark slash side eye from Floyd. But okay, we are we are in Nova Scotia in particular. There are a lot of small black communities that have been historically disadvantaged. But well, but I, I, from I, coast to coast, like and maybe there's didn't you go and to maybe private school no, and didn't no, he go to the super murdery high no, school? No, no it doesn't run, matter. That's no where my water. our parents my parents are from the same my mother is from the same place that Floyd's so mother is from, so there is no there's no difference. No running water. No like Houses with shoddy electricity where, like, you know, kids died because it took the fire people, like, extra long to actually make their way to the community. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, no, you're not on the public sewer system. You're digging a well, um, you know, if you if you have indoor plumbing. Um, geographically, you're cut off from all of the power centers in the world, uh, like it within the within the actual city, I mean, to me, like, but I was, you know, we we were living like in the Prestons, in East yeah. Preston and North Preston and Cherry Brook. I mean, 
when I see pictures of reserves, mm -hmm. that feels very much like where I grew up. But I think, and once again, I'm not trying to create this like a dichotomy, but I think if we're talking about 30 years ago in those communities, I think a lot of First Nations communities are that's happening right now, and I think the black communities, I mean, even like like the Preston that I knew from when I was a kid is very different than the Preston that exists now. Black people have leapfrogged over First Nations people in this in this country. For well, uh, uh, okay, well, I, I mean... I, I Talking about groups that have leapfrogged, and I'm not opening it up, but like LGBT rights, like leapfrogged, and still women's rights. Like absolutely. Like we still haven't settled that yet, but yeah. for some reason... Uh, because most of those uh, movements are led by white people. White men. Yeah. I, but but here's, here's what I would say, though, because I, I don't think... I mean, I've thought about this long and hard, and I, I've thought That's about That's what it. he said. I've thought, I've <laughs> <laughs> and I also love the way people from your part of the country say R words. Because the more you drink, the more the R's you get real pirated. And yeah, hard. And you know, <laughs> and, and, and I've, thought, I've, I've thought about, I've thought about this. I've, <laughs> I've thought about this from the perspective, like ever since law school, I've thought about this. And Long time. It, and, and the thing that I think, the reason why I, like I don't want to get get into a comparison of First Nations issues versus multi generational Black issues because, first of all, First Nations people, I mean, this is their land. We're all on their land. I mean, that's that's the reality. That's, a that's the reality of the situation. Um, you know, the 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 problems that exist. A lot of those problems have to do with the way that the government has structured their relationship with First Nations people. So that that's a different that, to me that's a different issue. The the issue of blacks in in multi-generational blacks in North America and the amount of progress or not that they're making, I mean, I would say when we were making our movie last year across the line, I called up a friend who works for the Nova Scotia Education uh Department of Education. There the number of multi-generational black men and women graduating from high school in Nova Scotia is less than it was when I graduated from high school. For the kids who are first or second generation black, whose parents are from the islands, they're doing great. The kids Their parents still beat them. <laughs> <laughs> The kids, the kids who are the kids who are who, you know, have been there for generations, it's a, it's a worse situation for them. So to me, like, I don't, I ca I I don't want to. I don't think that, as a community, we're leapfrogging. I mean, when I look at Preston, I mean, it's interesting, right? When I look at Preston, I see a dying community. I see a community where it's basically a bunch of widows, who go to funerals. And there are a couple of couples who are still, like, they're still alive, you know. But other than that, like, I mean, I see, I see a point where eventually you're going to drive through Preston and, and, I mean, East Preston, where I grew up mm -hmm. and where, you know, your mom's no, from. Um, and you're going to walk through, drive through that community. And it's just going to be a bunch of, it's going to be like a ghost town. Because the vibrancy that was there when I was growing up. It's not there because all the young people have moved out because there's no reason for them to have families to stay there. there. 
Yeah, and I guess for me, the data point is my family and when I see like my cousins or people of my, like my contemporaries, everyone has moved out of the community and that to me, um, to me signals upward mobility because you're not, because you've moved into Dartmouth or into Halifax. Well, see, and I think that's, uh, to me, like that's the... This is a whole other podcast, actually. Well, 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 well because to me, to me, to me, it's like it's to to me, it's more of a question like that. On that point, it's more an issue of, you know, the reason why they leave is because there's nothing there for them. There's no commerce there. You know, it's it's not. It's a dead end. Yeah, but <laughs> literally. I mean, but cr- frankly, Dartmouth is hardly better, but it is seen as there's this narrative or theme that goes it's just like in Canada it's like it's not that bad we're better than America and if you ask anyone who grew up in those communities uh, how in the East Coast or even Scarborough they'll tell you straight up it's just like it is bad it is is a system that you like are thrown into and it's very difficult to get out it's not that easy it's just easier to stay stagnant in that in that uh, community but I think one thing that we can look at culturally for everyone who has no idea what we're talking about. Now we're in a world where the black guy in the movie, Suicide Squad, no spoilers, because obviously none of y'all thought that Will Smith would die, lives. However, (laughs) uh, me and Mel's hopes for Adam Beach dashed, (laughs) dashed. So there is some... uh, this is not a relevance yeah, to this argument. This is not scientific, but <laughs> that can be applied to pop culture. So, under Brown is the New Black, we also have to include our brothers from First Indigenous Nations. mothers, those of us that were here. The one and only member of the, the Suicide Squad who was killed. I, I, First bought, Nations. I bought. I Whether you're dot or feather, y'all gonna <laughs> be dying hard. before us now. I did. I did my part and bought that track called Red album. Yeah. CD. I didn't download it. I bought it. Oh. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll pour one out for Adam Beach. And we're back, just wrapping up another episode of Hooray for Everything. Very s- p- political? I don't know what this episode. Just You get a couple Scotians in a room, throw some drinks into them, and ugh. What happens? We go Oi, with the oppression already. <laughs> no, <Enough> already <laughs> with the oppression. But uh, l- let's just, uh, Floyd Floyd's movie. Uh, that Gene he of the on. Joneses. Gene, Gene of, of the, the Joneses. Joneses. Premiering at TIFF. Premiering at TIFF. I believe our first screening is Wednesday, September 14th. And, or is that? I think it's September 14th. Just say the Wednesday. Just say Wednesday. The Wednesday. It's your movie. It's it's the uh, the first Wednesday of the festival. And then our second screening is on the Saturday, which is the last day of the festival. And, and you'll be hanging out in the lobby. Just I'll be around <laughs> and definitely <laughs> like. Signing people your tickets people, people, people who go see this film will not be disappointed. It's a great. Cool. W- like just beautiful, bittersweet movie. Amazing, amazing. Well, All right, so great for black ladies. Great for girls' day out. Great for people who want to feel feelings. Great for multi generational, like taking my mom out to a movie. Absolutely. All the quadrants. Great for date night if you want to like appear as if you're sensitive. They even have some church in the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. oh. That's good. all right. Well, then we're hitting many quadrants there. <laughs> yeah, we're more than yeah. I, I think actually you can't have more than four quadrants, so we're we're, we're hitting <laughs> quintwint. Well, that wraps up another episode. <laughs> right for everything in a tip. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, there might be a bonus footage at the end of this episode, but we'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, check us out in a tiff.com. Follow us on Twitter. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>